to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, once again, I have another revelatory word for you. It is awesome, and I hope that you all benefit from it. Basically, I want to talk today about reverential fear of the Lord. And let's let's get the definition straight. I know that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. I, we all understand that. But that's not the fear that I'm talking about when I talk about reverential fear of the Lord, the awe of God. John Bevere has just come out with an awesome book called The Awe of God. And, he, and in that book, he talks about the reverential fear of the Lord. And what do I mean by the reverential fear versus the bad fear? The bad fear has you running from God, has you hiding from God, right? The, the reverential fear of the Lord has you running to God, right? Has you, I can't live without him, right? The presence of God is so precious to us. Um, John Bevere shared um, some stories that I want to share with you, which really crystallized and made it really clear because I had noticed coming um, out of the Roman Catholic into the Protestant faith, um, I noticed the difference in the reverence um, that I saw in Catholicism when I was growing up versus what I saw in the Protestant faith. And I I really felt that at that time that the rev- that the Catholics had that I um, was actually working or or worshiping and and you know, living in community with um, were very reverential, right? Very uh, in awe of God, the fear of God. I mean, you had I was surrounded by people who dedicated. Their whole lives, they gave up being married, having family and children to live exclusively for God, nuns and priests. And that's pretty awesome, you know, to have people around you like that. And and when I got to the Protestant faith, I didn't see the reverential fear of the Lord. So one of the most interesting stories that John Bevere has shared was... When God gave him this word about the reverential fear of the Lord, he is, you know, I talked about it at a church, I guess the night before, and the pastor of the church got up and in front of everybody said that, you know, John, you know, gave a, you know, misinformation. God has not he used the scripture. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And then, after he been he got publicly admonished, John Bevere had to do his sermon, right? And when he got done, he he went out of course and he went before the Lord and he said, Lord, forgive me if I'm out of order, if I, I don't want to mislead your people. I don't want to teach incorrect doctrine and make it harder on them to to get to you to have a uh, intimate relationship with you. And God ministered to John and said, you're, you're, you didn't misdirect 
and he and he said, uh, God spoke to him and said, Lucifer, aka Satan, he saw my glory. He was in my presence, but Lucifer did not have a reverential fear of the Lord. He did not. He did not have an awe of God, and so he could not remain. God said, basically, Lucifer could not remain in heaven with him because he did not. So then he said, the Adams, later Adam and Eve, in the garden, they loved God. They fellowship with God. They were in the, the presence of God, the glory. They, they were the glory of God. The presence of God was all around them. They, they had everything they needed. It was awesome. And, but they didn't have a reverential fear of the Lord. They didn't have an, an awe of God or they would have never eaten. No matter what that serpent, aka Satan through the serpent, had deceived, um, female Adam later called Eve into eating from the tree of good and the knowledge of good and evil. Never would have happened. If they had been in awe, have they had been reverential fear of the Lord, right? This is not the bad fear. And so they, God said they could not remain in the garden. They had to go. And then you look at the Abel and Cain. Abel had a reverential fear of the Lord. Abel had an awe of God, not Cain. Why do I say that? Because the sacrifices were very different and the timing of the sacrifices were very different. And, you know, it's, it's very important. So guess what? Cain's sacrifice was not accepted. Abel's sacrifice was. This caused Cain to go into sin and envy and jealousy of Abel. <laughs> and he thought the solution was to kill his brother. And he only made it worse on himself. Right. So he ended up being cursed and kicked out of the land. He could not remain. And so God told John Revere, he said, every, every person who professes to be a Christian, professes to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you know, they will be tested on do they have reverential fear of the Lord? Now, do they have the awe of God? Now, I was thinking about this and I was talking to the Lord about it as I was preparing to, to share this with my um, radio audience. Um, it's, it's sort of like if you have, I'm talking about good parents. We got good godly father, a good godly mother, um, sacrificial they, they're doing everything they can to position you to do well in life. And they, they're very sacrificial. And, you know, as a child, you know, we have that nature. You know, we're born with that sin nature. And we, we do things we're not supposed to do as little kids. And guess what happens? We get spanking sometimes. Not often. But, you know, sometimes we get a what? A spanking. I remember, I remember one spanking. It was really, it was, <laughs> my mother had bought all three of us. My brother Levi, who's now gone to be with the Lord. 
my brother Charles, um, my baby brother, um, he she bought all three of us swim bikes. I never forget. It was just awesome. Mine was a yellow one. I forget the colors of my brothers. And we all had swim bikes. And so we we get up early in the morning and we the three of us, we go riding our bikes. We go buy stage planks. I don't know if you know what stage planks are. They're kind of like graham cracker cookies um, and snacks from the little store. So we didn't get lunch. We didn't go home and get lunch. And so we just rolled bikes. And then we came. When the sun started going down, we came home. Well, all three of us got a spanking because we were gone all day. And my mother was worried about us and, you know, riding the bikes all over the place, cars and things like that. But why the reason why I bring up this story is is that it still didn't stop me. You know, I had a reverential fear of my father and my mother, but it didn't stop me from, you know, climbing up into their laps as a little kid and holding them tight and kissing them and on Mother's Day <laughs> taking all my mom's perfumes and mixing them all together to give her a new perfume. <laughs> and my mother, she actually said, <laughs> she said, Thank you, babies, thank you. We ruined all her perfumes. She said, thank you. But so reverential fear draws you closer to God, draws you into a closer, intimate relationship with God. I start my day off with God, the Father, God, Yahshua, Mashiach, God, the Son, my Lord and Savior, and Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. I started and I ended with them. And and I I hope, and it is my hope that I continue to have a reverential Fear and awe of God, because He is He is God. But it doesn't stop me from wanting to have an intimate, closer relationship with Him. So I just want you to understand that. So it's not the the bad fear where you fear God and you're running from God like the Adams did when they sinned, right? So it this 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 assignment that. God had given John Bevere about teaching the body of Christ about the awe of God and the reverential fear of the God. And so he shared, so he went forward, and next thing you know, he's in Brazil, and he's in the, the largest stadium that they have in Brazil, and it's packed with Christians. And the the, the number one worship group is on the on the platform in worship, and the pastor, the man of God, is standing at the platform reading the word of God. And and John Bevere said, but there was not an ounce of the presence of God. And he wanted, he didn't understand. I mean, these people all love God. These people are all Christians, thousands of them. And then worship, you know, the best worship, the word of God being spoken, the atmosphere should be set. But it was not an ounce of the presence of God. And I've been in um, services like that where there's, there's no, no, no presence of God. The Holy Spirit is nowhere. To, you know, it's just not there. And I've been in, in at the, at the All Nations Church, Pastor Steve and Yvonne Dow. The presence of God is just heavy, heavy, heavy. One thing about Pastor Steve and Pastor Yvonne is this. He follows the Holy Spirit. He trusts the Holy Spirit to direct his ways and the church's ways. And so to me, I believe that our pastor has a reverential 
fear of the Lord has an awe of God. And that is one of the reasons why the presence of the Holy Spirit is so heavy. And I think that's what happened at Ashbury. I think that's what happened in the Jesus Revolution movement when we had the great um, awakening in the United States of America and Azusa Street and, and the Welch on uh, and the Welch coal mines, you know, um, there was the reverential fear of the Lord. Mother Teresa, reverential fear of the Lord. Martin Luther King, reverential fear of the what? Lord. So, so he's asking God, what's Lord, what, what's, what's wrong? And God says, opens up his eyes and all of a sudden he looks into the audience. People are talking, chatting, going, you know, going into your purse, movement, going to the bathroom, all this activity while they're doing the worship um, meeting, music, and while the man of God is speaking the word of God, the holy word of God. Now, some pastors actually have you stand, the Hagee, John Hagee ministry, they have you stand in the reading of the word of God, reverential fear of the Lord, the awe of God. And so he said, God told John Revere, son, you're going to have to fix this. So he gets up and everybody's, and he just doesn't say a word for 60 seconds, for one minute. And all of a sudden, everybody realizes he's not talking. And all eyes, all eyes are on him. He says, if the president of your nation had walked into this place, you would have had a reverential fear of him. You would have been in awe of him. You would not conduct yourself the way you've been with God, your father, the Holy Spirit, Christ Jesus, Yahshua Mashiach, who died on the cross and gave his blood and his body for you. Right. Enable you to have eternal life. Right. He says, if you repent now, then God will take it from there. And the whole audience repented. And guess what happened? The Holy Spirit came in. The presence of God came in. People were laughing. People were crying. People were, it was just, the Spirit was all over. And then the Spirit came in. He said, I'm coming in a second time. The Holy Spirit came in again. And then people were falling down. White, you know, women, power women, or three women, Pile on top of each other. I mean, it, but then the Holy Spirit says, John, I'm coming in a third time. This is over 20 years ago. And he comes in the third time. And you heard the wind, the wind like in Pentecost, the rushing wind. And nobody in that that auditorium were the same. They never were the same from that day forward. And so they, they whisked John off into the limo along with the, the star singer and her husband. And they get in the car and they say, did you hear that wind? Did you hear that wind? And John said, oh, it might have been an airplane. Don't you think it might have been an airplane? And the man looked at him and he said, What? Oh, you don't think it was an airplane? He said, no. And so he said he actually worked on the board, the the um 
the soundboard for his wife. And he says, John, when that wind came in on the soundboard from when I was doing this, you know, setting up everything for my wife to sing, it was zero decibels. That means no, (laughs) it was supernatural, right? There was no readings on the board, but everybody could hear. And 20 years later, they still talk about that supernatural experience came from people repenting and giving God his, your respect, giving God your reverence. And then you look at how Jesus, when the disciples said, teach us how to pray, because John the Baptist had taught his disciples how to pray. So he, so they said, teach us how to pray. And what was the first thing out of Yahshua Mashiach, out of Christ Jesus' mouth? Abba, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed it means reverential fear, awe of God. So we all need to step back and examine our walk and examine, are we in awe of God? Do we have a reverential fear of God? And it's not running away from God, it's running to God and causes us to have a more intimate relationship with him. Abraham had a reverential Fear of God and awe of God, and he was called a friend of God. Moses had a reverential fear of God, an awe of God, and he parted the Red Sea, was mightily used by God. Joshua had a reverential fear of God, right? An awe of God. So, John told another powerful story. And I, those of you who might not know John Baker, but in the 80s, I believe it was the 80s, um, John Baker was a powerful minister, just like Jimmy Swagger and, and other um, leaders. And what happened was he, I mean, it was money, hand over foot was pouring into the ministry. But he lost his way, started having an affair, um, just awful, you know. And of course, soon after that, he was in prison, right? And so he invited John Bevere to come see him. And, you know, after John felt a little comfortable enough to be with, to ask Jim this question, he said, so Jim, when did you fall out of love with Jesus? Because Jesus, because John knew of what happened? And and Jim said, no, I never fell out of love with Jesus. He says, no. Nah. When did you, I mean, when did you fall out of love with Jesus? He said, no, I love Jesus through the whole thing, through the whole, everything that happened. I loved, I never stopped loving Jesus. He said, John, I didn't fear the Lord. I didn't have a reverential fear of God. I was not in awe of God. 
or he would not have had the affair. He wouldn't, things wouldn't, you know, you know, so, so I had to examine myself and, you know, I said, I, I want to have a reverential fear of the Lord. I want to be in awe because I'm, I want intimacy. I want intimacy with God. And I look at the people that I, you know, I look up to like uh, Mother Teresa and others and they had a reverential fear, a reverential awe of God. And so if you, like myself, want to have a more intimate relationship with God, then ask the Holy Spirit to help you examine yourself and remove anything that's in that's anything that's um in the way of you having a reverential fear of God and all God. And now the Holy Spirit has just brought up to me this because I never really understood what happened with Solomon, the wisest, the richest king that was ever on earth, right? And so I that's what happened to Solomon. He started off good. David, David had his weak moments, but David had a reverential, his father David had a reverential fear of the Lord. He was in awe of God. And yes, he had, a, you know, he messed up with Bathsheba and with Uriah, but he got back on track when Nathan the prophet read his mail and he repented and he got back on track because he had a reverential fear of God. And he and David always said, please don't take your presence from me. And that was okay in the Old Testament. But once you are born again, no matter what we do, the presence of God, Christ Jesus, the Lord God, Holy Spirit, the Father, they will never leave us. They will never forsake us. Right? So it's a different situation, but David was not in that dispensation. He was in the Old Testament. But David was in fear of losing the presence of God. I mean, that's what kept him alive for, I guess it was 13 to 17 years. I think it's 13 years and he was running, running, running from Saul, right? So God kind of just brought, the Holy Spirit brought to me, that's what happened to Solomon. In the beginning, you know, he he cried out to God and reverential fear and intimacy with God and he saw the walk of his dad and he saw, you know, the reverential fear that he had, you know, that, you know, his dad had. Absalom didn't have that fear and you saw his end and Solomon didn't have the fear in the end. But what ended up happening was God, because he had sacrificed a thousand um, bulls, which is huge, um, in the inauguration of the temple. Um, you know, not an inauguration temple, but he did a thousand bulls. Um, that was before the building of the temple. God came to him in a dream that night and said, okay, so because he was so extravagant and lavish in his giving, God says, ask me anything you want and you shall have it. And because of his reverential fear of God, because of his awe of God, 
Solomon said, Ah, Lord, I am just a child. Help me. Help me to be a good servant, a good steward of your people in, in ruling your people. Give me your wisdom, right? And so because God said, because you didn't ask for your your um, money and gold and the lives of your enemy, you're going to get all of that. But and you're going to get wisdom. And if you if you will abide in me, then you will also have long life. Well, because of the influence of the many wives that Solomon married and they were wives that had other gods that led Solomon where he towards the end of his life, um, he did not have an awe or reverential fear of the Lord, right? So, so yes, so yes, God brought that um, to my remembrance. And, and a positive example is Queen Esther. Queen Esther, um, such a time as this, she was positioned in Persia, married to the king after Vashti, the first queen, was banished. And, and then the king married Esther, uh, not knowing that she was Jewish. And uh, Mordecai, her cousin, um, came to her and said, you know, um, you've got to tell the king about this because um, the Hammond basically wanted to kill uh, and wipe out all the Jewish people. And once again, this was um, Saul, the first king of Israel, did not obey God and wipe out all the Amorites like he was supposed to. And because of that, um, that seed went on and came, tried to come back and wipe out the Jewish people. But, but Esther had a reverential fear and awe of God because she put her life on the line and went in, un, went in uninvited into the court of the king. And if he did not point his scepter towards her, she would be executed, right? So God gave her great favor. She fasted and prayed. She asked her, all her handmaidens fasted and prayed. She asked Mordecai to tell all the people to fast and pray. And then she she bathed, she put on her, her queenly attire, and she went in and was able to be used to save the Jewish people. And, and of course, Hammond was hung along with his 10 sons, right? They, well, they were, they had already been killed, but they put them on the, the same scaffold that Hammond had been made to, he was going to put Mordecai on it. He ended up hanging it himself. So having a reverential fear and awe of God is so so critical. I once again wanted to make sure that you all have the same revelation that I have because we want to build a strong foundation in these coming times. 
I believe <laughs> tomorrow we could be raptured. I mean, that's how close I believe we are to the last of the last of the last days before the coming of Jesus. Um, and um, so I'm a pre-tribber, <laughs> and I believe that we will not be here for the years of tribulation, although we sin a lot of evil now. When the restrainer is gone, which is the Lord God, Holy Spirit, and His Holy Church are basically raptured up, the people left behind that were lukewarm, um, that are sitting in churches and probably did not have a reverential fear of God, were not in awe of God, um, along with some other things, they really had not bought in to making Jesus truly their Lord and Savior and they're just they're just playing church pretending to be in church and and hanging out with the community and saying all the right words but God knows the heart right so I believe that those days are very coming nearer and nearer and I think that we need to get stronger and stronger in the faith and be as wise as the serpent but as gentle as a dove and and let your light shine wherever you are right so we got Romans 10 9 that is if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you are saved Thank you once again for joining me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94, Into the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord.